Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The parents in the room are perhaps horrified at today's gospel. The prospect of raising this preteen Jesus. But maybe the children like the reading today rallying behind age 12 Jesus as he runs off. Look at how he defied his parents. Or look at how that brat didn't follow along the festival party like he was supposed to. But St. Luke records a simple word to answer both the parents and children in the room. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. In truth, Jesus was the good little boy that his parents hoped for, and far from being the runaway Jesus that children can get behind. He was submissive and obedient. But that's not the whole story, and it doesn't quite deal with the reality of what happened at the feast of the Passover that year. The boy Jesus did stay behind in Jerusalem, and his parents didn't know it. Was Christ Jesus, the sinless one, now transgressing his own word, honor your father and your mother? No, he must honor not only his earthly mother and adoptive father, but is also his heavenly father. He is loyal and faithful and dutiful to both. But clearly, St. Mary, the mother of our Lord, did not yet understand the implications of Christ's begottenness from God the Father. So she rebukes him when they find him after three days. Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. There does seem to be a bit of conflict of parental interest. Who is Jesus' father anyway? Who must he listen to and when? When does Mary and the unnamed Joseph no longer take priority? and God the Father become the authority. With the fourth commandment, we confess that not only parental authority, but all authority is to be honored. We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. We confess that all earthly authorities, including our parents, are a gift from God to us. By them, he defends us against all danger and guards and protects us from all evil. All this he does, God, out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. As is evident every year around the holidays, we also fail to take into account Jesus' words to Mary, did you not know that I must be about my father's things. 
family often taking priority to the Father and His Word. We're tempted to make time and preparations for the family and to celebrate our parents, and yet, at the same time, it seems that attendance to the holy days of God have to take a back seat. We do make our dutiful trek to the sanctuary for the feast, but we'll celebrate with haste and then run home to get the roast in the oven. There's that notorious hustle and bustle of the holiday season. Just like it was on Passover that year. But then there was Jesus, who deliberately delayed his departure and remained in the temple long past the end of the Passover feast, even while his family and acquaintances all hustled home. When your family or your parents keep you from the Father's house and the Father's business, they have overstepped their authority, an authority given to them by the Father. Honorable and godly parents bring their children to the Lord's house to hear the Lord's word and to receive the Lord's gifts. Don't you know that I need to be about my father's business? Parents dishonor God when they keep their children from the father's good gifts. But children dishonor both their earthly parents and their heavenly father when they give priority to a family holiday and neglect the holy day. So actually, sometimes children are given to rebuke their parents, like Jesus did, Mary and Joseph, that day, and say, why are you looking for me? Don't you know that I must be in my father's house? This isn't a conflict of interest. The authority of Mary and Joseph for the delinquent Jesus is an authority given to them by God. It's submissive to God. They are serving in God's stead and at his behest. Therefore, Mary's rebuke of Jesus is misplaced if Christ is not obeying the Father's will, or if Christ is obeying the Father's will. That's why he said to them, why were you looking for me? Don't you know that I must be about my Father's business, his things? Christ remained behind in the temple, and the only negligence in the story is actually Jesus' mother and father supposing him to be in the departing party and returning to Nazareth without him. What Mary and Joseph were not yet given to see, and what we too fail to recognize, that is here in the divine service, Christ your Lord dwells. You are in your Father's house because Jesus is here. Mary and Joseph, nor even the teachers of the law, none of them recognized that under the weakness of Christ's human nature dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 2. That means that wherever Jesus is, there is God, the Father, for you. Where Christ is baptizing, where Christ is preaching, where Christ is forgiving, and where Christ is giving his body and blood also dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The word of the prophet is fulfilled for you now in this place. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Because today, you are about the Father's business. You are blessed to hear and to learn and receive from Jesus, the very Son of God, in flesh, yet hidden under earthly means. 
Christ Jesus has come to you, and he makes his dwelling with you today by his own shed blood and his innocent suffering and death. But just as it was for those teachers of the law who were amazed at his answers, so today it's not all that impressive. No more impressive than a 12-year-old boy who comes hidden. Hidden for you today in the words of a book with water in the preaching of the gospel and under bread and wine that is his body and blood. And yet by faith, we confess that we have entered now into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And it's fitting for us on this day to recognize that our Heavenly Father's business, the business that Jesus was about in the temple, includes regular dialogue with his Son. Just as Christ delayed and sat among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, so Christ Jesus is here today with you to do the same. And it's appropriate for you to say to him, abide with us, for the day is far spent and it's toward evening. Because he desires to listen to you as you lay before him all of your questions, doubts, fears, and anxieties. He loves to hear your confession of faith. And he asks you deep and probing questions. Like that we are given in the catechism. What does this mean? He asks you questions, you ask him questions, and you consider what he has to say. Never quite plumbing the depths that God, the Holy Trinity, has in his love and mercy for you. So my prayer for you as pastors is the prayer that Paul gave to the church in Colossae. That you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, God's will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. That you may be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That you would be, by God's good giving, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power. That you be given patience and long-suffering for joy. And give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to be partakers with the inheritance of the saints of light. All this is yours as a good gift from God because he has delivered you from the power of darkness and conveyed unto you a kingdom of his Son through his love in whom you have redemption through Jesus' blood the forgiveness of sins. All this is the gift of Christ which is to say for you here in his holy temple. Receive it with joy in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.